As much as I like to fight everyone, yeah, yeah. I'm having a pretty good time here. Why you mad? Why you mad? Why you, Why mad? you mad? Yep. Okay. Hey, Louisa. What's up? Hi, Jake. How's it going? Oh, pretty good. Um, I got boosted. Like, oh, I thought you were gonna say I got COVID. <laughs> I'm just gonna be like, "Wow, way to save it for the the podcast." <laughs> well, I kind of do have COVID right now because, mm-hmm. like, oh, because they gave me a little a little taste. A little, a little yeah, little but like <laughs> this happened at the exact same time that everyone in New York got COVID, and I yeah. had it's this booster's kicking my ass, man. Yeah, so I you am, feel bad. I am kind of like, did I just go outside that day and then get COVID and now I think it's the booster? Because this is like <laughs> day four and I'm like dying. Really? Yeah. But I, did you get? Did you feel bad when you got the uh, first two? No. I was like, fine. You know, okay, totally anecdotal, but from what I'm gathering, uh, a lot of people that I've talked to, uh, again, anecdotal, non-scientific, uh, some... It's there seems to be a common pattern with like people if you had like a a bunch of uh reaction like um uh, side effects when you got the first two doses um usually the first was harder for people then the booster doesn't really do much to you but if you didn't have problems with the first two then the booster kind of like kicks your ass a little bit yeah which is yeah like weird like I don't know why that would be but that's just what I've noticed amongst the people in my in my circle. <laughs> that makes sense. I kind of yeah, like being a little sick. I was thinking about that mm-hmm. movie, The Phantom Thread, the whole time I was getting this. Mm-hmm. Where like, did you did you see that movie? Mm-hmm. Like, I think it'd be funny if that guy got addicted to getting the boosters because it makes you like kind of sick for three days. You know, that's his whole <laughs> thing. <laughs> he just became the most <laughs> immunized man in all of. England, where the fuck that takes place? Uh, well, I mean, there is something to get the most immunized. You see that, like, uh, now the CDC says that Johnson & Johnson is not as good as the other two. Man, that and, sucks. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's weird. Okay, okay, this is fucked up, because I know we're talking in a public... Okay, I, I personally have a lot of guilt and uh, worries around the things that I say publicly or that I support. And then it seems crazy to me that, like, comics, politicians, <laughs> like, everyone else is, like, actually more in contact with the public, I guess, and more affecting them than I am, is doesn't seem to be concerned about these things. But I do worry about discussing this because I don't want to s- spread, like, misinformation and shit like this. But this shit is uh, pretty crazy <laughs> with this COVID thing. I fucking totally forgot what I was going to tell you about, but... Uh, well, I don't know. Hugo, what were you gonna say? Well, no. What do you mean? Remind me. You talking about people? No, because I was gonna say something like a terrible opinion, but I forgot what it was. (laughs) (coughs) (laughs) Maybe that's my brain being like, "No, don't say that." (laughs) (laughs) Oh well, I mean, over the course of like this show, we've gone. I mean, it's not us. It's not a specific problem to us. Reality has just changed so many times that, like, you know, for me. Right now, finding out that COVID is, like, happening again, and it's back, and, like, it got spread around New York because, like, SantaCon yeah. and people coming back from Art Pazell and shit like that. Yeah. My main sort of feeling is, like, fuck, I thought, I keep, I keep really thinking it's over, and, like, 
getting excited and then this it's a bummer when this reality comes back because it feels like we've been running away from something in, in kind of denial and then anytime anything good happens to me i just wait for like the other shoe to drop and like the yeah. rug to get pulled out from under it and like now i think what's happening is you know i announced those dates with eve six and like i'm gonna make some <laughs> fucking money doing that tour i'm not laughing at you but it's just funny to be like no it's funny i mean it's you know. but it's how we all look at it yeah like how <laughs> yeah. does this affect dude for me uh my my family doesn't listen to this podcast so i'm fine but i basically like spent a lot of money uh buying a tropical island vacation for me and my mom and my brother yeah uh in january like as their christmas present even though i fucking hate christmas but this will be like I don't know, a way to make memories as adults and spend time together and we're all vaccinated and we travel together safely and whatever the fuck. And immediately I was like, oh, great. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to go to the <laughs> So I'm also a piece of shit, Jake. I understand. I also feel like I'm being punished for even wanting to live a life. But I don't know. Oh, whatever. I don't know. But I'm going to jump right into like... I didn't call uh, myself a piece of shit. You said I'm also a piece of shit. Yeah, I'm calling you a piece of shit for that. For <laughs> no. being like, poor me in my six days. I need money to, <laughs> to pay rent and shit, man. It's like, it wasn't, I it's know. Not about the, it's not about the, the shows. It's about the fucking Ooh. money I was going to make off of that shit. I know. Let me be Jake Flores right now and be like, you can deliver some pizzas, Jake. I am. <laughs> it's no, not I enough money. I know. I'm just kidding. I know it's a real loss of a thing. I mean, I think I will also lose a bunch of money if I can't go on this trip. <laughs> but no, you're right. It's not the same at all. Uh, but uh, I guess I say I'm a piece of shit because I'm not in any way being like, oh, my God, look at me. I'm better than anyone. I haven't gotten COVID. Okay. Because what happened? Oh, <clears throat> maybe this is related to the thing I forgot. But another a comic friend of mine then said to me today, oh, I don't know if you saw it. Did you see that? Like... I tweeted something about how crazy it is that like a bunch of comics have been announcing that they've got COVID in the last week or so. Yeah, I just kind of saw uh, this shit today. You just saw it today? Just this whole phenomenon. Well, everyone in New York has COVID. <laughs> okay, so I don't really want to be like, I never want to think that I am the center of a thing that is happening. And so I really don't think that I am, but I noticed. <laughs> like, I feel like being like, I fucking knew about this before you guys, but that's not what I'm saying right now. It's just that like a few days ago, I noticed a bunch of comics from different networks, from different levels. They were like posting that they got COVID in the last week. Okay. And Jake, the tone of it was very much just like making a joke. You know what I mean? And I know you're comedians and that is how you deal with a difficult situation. But literally all these posts that I'm seeing in different cities at different, like, taping of this person's special, at this person's birthday party, at this person's fucking Thanksgiving show. Uh, the posts are all like, uh, well, finally got me. Uh, <laughs> you know, and then I'm like, I guess, uh, so if you were at X, Y, and Z show this week, uh, sorry, probably you should get tested because you might have COVID because your boy has COVID. <laughs> Like, just like it's like all good because you don't feel bad yeah you know what i mean <laughs> and it it seems a little bit crazy to me because they have this attitude about them of like yo one person he literally flew to texas the state that has the most covid happening okay or is like the second i think where there's no masking uh 
encouraged, like nothing, <laughs> no fucking required vaccines to go anywhere, specifically to go there to watch a, another comic record a special, okay? Yeah. And then they all were at the special, they all posted their maskless fucking hanging out together, which I have also done, but whatever the fuck, I'm not fucking flying to like COVID state, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, I am in places where... Everybody showed a vaccination card to get in here. We all wore masks until we were in an outdoor space. Like, it is fucking different, Jake. I don't know how to explain it. And I mean, and that is how I will explain it. So this motherfucker, this particular one, <laughs> he then, he flies to Texas. And the funny thing is, oh, I hope nobody will figure out who I'm talking about, but it is funny that this is how he posted it because it's a perfect example of what I'm saying. Because what he did was he posted uh, his own tweet that was like, like, so this is on Instagram. So he posted like a picture of his tweet that basically said something like, I'm, hey, I'm in Texas. The, I'm here to get COVID or something like that. Like making fun of how everybody in Texas has it or whatever. Yeah. Which is like kind of shitty of you as a fucking, I'm going to travel there and not give a fuck, <laughs> you know, and just like make fun of you guys because you all have COVID because your government doesn't give a shit. And then a few days later, boom. Positive. The next thing is a screenshot of the positive COVID test. <laughs> and so it's like, yeah, you're making fun of yourself because you made fun of these people in the state and then you fucking got it. But it's also like you're making light of the whole thing that you you put yourself in that situation. It's absolutely by choice. You know what I mean? And then any other person that you exposed from the moment that you got it, especially people that you exposed when they were doing their jobs that they have to do in the way that we just talked about, like... Doing E6 shows is not just because it would be fun. It's because it's your job and you need to make money. So it is fucked up for you to go and, like, expose people unnecessarily. If you're going to a place that you already know has a high risk of infection, to then go be in spaces where there is no mask mandate, no regulation of it, and it's filled with people who literally believe that they that the vaccine is fake and the COVID is fake. Oh, that's I think that's what I was going to tell you earlier. Uh, so I see like a bunch of comics posting this shit, like laughing about it. And so then I just like tweet something like a day and a half, two days ago, where it was just like, it's pretty crazy to me that I know entire families. Okay. And I don't mean like families, they live together, Jake. I mean like adult families where parts of the family live in, live in different cities and shit. And they have different jobs, different levels of risk exposure. They have met up for holidays and yet nobody in the family has contracted COVID. And yet, I know at least a hundred comics who have gotten, uh, I was gonna say HIV, sorry, have gotten COVID <laughs> at least once, okay? Like, I know some that have gotten more than once. And so then that to me means like, there's a bunch of you who are taking unnecessary risks and not enough precautions because dude, I don't feel like I'm like the perfect fucking, I'm quarantining all the time. And you know, like I used to get tested more last year. And I haven't gotten it. Like, I'm surprised I haven't gotten it. So that means some of you motherfuckers are out here, what, like, French-kissing anti-vaxxers? What are you doing? <laughs> um, I don't know. I Honestly, I'm feeling entirely the opposite about this at this point. And the reason being is that I feel like um, the early on in the pandemic, when no one knew what the fuck was happening... Uh, and there was this concept that you could lock down society and then, you know, ostensibly like beat out this fucking virus by, uh, you know, not coming in contact with other people. 
like there was like an actual um there was like a, it's weird because there was this thing that turned into a stupid culture war like masks and stuff like that and like you know kind of shaming other people for wearing them or not wearing them or whatever but in the beginning that was for a reason like that actually was going to do something i feel like now enough time has passed and the government has failed us to such an egregious degree that it's actually to their advantage that we nitpick each other over each other's personal individual actions and try to, you know, like, this is a huge distraction to shame each other over, like, oh, you traveled and you didn't or whatever. Because at this point, we're talking about two years of people's lives that, and like we've been told to fuck off and either you stay inside or like, you know, a lot of people have to work. Like a lot of people get this stuff cause they have to work. And then it's like, are you telling people to work all day and then go home and stay inside or whatever? Like, you know, it's at some point this isn't on us and I don't think it's necessarily prudent for us to like be self-flagellating and like guilty about it or whatever. I, I, I am kind of like, LOL, your boys got COVID about this because, <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny. Like, cause it's a, it's a bad situation. I don't, I don't know. I mean, on the other hand, like, God, I fucking just hate comics so much. So I could definitely <laughs> see like watching somebody and going like, fuck you. You didn't need no, to no, go. No, 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 no. You are right. Rogan's okay, you dick are right. or whatever, but <laughs> <laughs> get the COVID are, out of his you, dick with your mouth. and Exactly. You know. I mean, some people have just been fucking ridiculous. And so like, okay. Uh, so that's what I was going to say about the guy that fucking quote tweeted me today, but whatever, we'll get to that. Uh, the, I think that you're right. You know, uh, ultimately like who I'm really angry at today um, was, is, Biden. Did you see the press conference with his fucking yeah, Jen Psaki where she was saying like, well, what are we supposed to do? Send everyone test kits? It's like they literally did like, that in other countries. And she's like saying, oh, it, uh, it costs too much. You know, where would we get the money? And it's like, you, you, you're supposed to be the good party. That the Pentagon gets? Right. What are you Take fucking the talking about? Military budget, you fucking asshole. Like, everyone's Dang. been demanding that you do that forever, and you're just saying, like, it's not possible. Like, you also, shouldn't ask for this much or whatever. FYI, the state of Colorado has already proved that it is possible. If you live in Colorado, you can call whatever your 311 is. I don't know what it is in Colorado. <laughs> That's what it is in New York. But you can call and order um, up to five free COVID tests, like, at-home COVID tests that get sent to you per week. So that means like you could test every day before you shift for work, you know what I mean? And be able to know I don't have it today. I can go to work and feel confident that you're not making anyone else sick and you can wear a mask. And if more people have the possibility of having that test and being able to say to their boss, hey, I definitely can't go to work. I'm sick. Then we fucking won't make each other so sick. So you're right that it's like ultimately a systemic and governmental issue, especially we're two years in. And we are literally worse off than we were under Trump because under Trump, uh, student loans were paused. Uh, there was, uh, rent for, or like rent was paused. Uh, the stupid landlords got their money after they didn't get paid rent by the renters, you know? Yeah, there were PPP uh, loans. There, was there were PPP loans. Exactly. All of this shit. 
we don't have any of that. Start like I already have in my inbox emails being like, "Hey, Louisa, get ready to pay your fucking student loans in January." I'm like, "Yeah, bitch, you swear, <laughs> not gonna happen." That's what I'm saying. But if you're not gonna pay me to stay home, fuck you. Then people are gonna go to work. Exactly. So you are absolutely right. But to actually bring it back to a point that you have made, number one, the job of being an artist is not something that is. It's not the only possibility of a way that you can make money, right? especially in terms of being like a public performance and in a public room. And I think a lot of you in the last two years have done a really great job of mitigating this and like doing shows in places that do have like as many safety restrictions as possible. You know, like nothing is a hundred percent, but if you're performing in cities and in towns where there are mass mandates, which do make a difference. And so that's the good thing. And the bad thing about this fucking stupid country is that because we don't really have a central government and all the states get to do whatever the fuck they want. There is no consistency and there will always be a rampant disease when in a situation like this because we can continue to travel across these states with different uh, policies for how they manage disease control and it will never get controlled. But some of you, I think, have done a really great job of like finding other avenues, of uh, doing shows online, of fucking doing more shit with your podcast, of recording something, of performing in venues that are safer. But there are other people you and I are fucking fully aware that never stopped performing, that never fucking like went anywhere, like didn't care if there were masks or vaccines or anything. I literally like I just tweeted that shit where I was just like, I don't understand. I'm not blaming comics, Jake. I'm not saying that comics are what caused the New York City spike or anything like that. I absolutely understand that it's travel, that it was SantaCon, <laughs> that it's at restaurants reopening and it's gotten colder. So everybody went inside the restaurant now instead of the little outdoor house. Like it's a whole bunch of shit. A bunch of offices are making people go back to work. So now there's more people on the train for rush hour. I am only commenting in terms of, yes, we need to understand that there's a systemic thing that needs to be fixed. But it, that doesn't absolve you from your personal fucking choices, dude. And some people are being absolutely reckless. And I am not out here watching like what poets are doing or like, I don't know, news anchors or whatever. So I comment on what comedians are doing. But I don't mean to be like, oh, it's because of stand up comedy that New York City is spiking. It's just that, yeah, a bunch of you have fucking COVID and you should think about why. It's really stupid. You should <laughs> probably find another way. Especially a lot of you do have money. Your parents have money. You can fucking take a chill pill and like relax for a year and do some writing yeah i mean i feel that way way more about the people that didn't stop during the actual lockdown like right. to me when i see people who just toured straight through 2020 like out now yeah. hanging out i'm like how dare you show your fucking face out here like you didn't because a first of all that was dangerous and immoral in a way that i don't think it is to be out now and also b yeah. that was like um you know, you got caught with your paw in the cookie jar kind of shit. Like, you were, like, those people act like, like, I've talked to a lot of them about it in awkward situations, just at shows and stuff, where they're just like, oh, you know, just couldn't stop because I love doing comedy. And I'm like, no, you were trying to get ahead of me, motherfucker. Fuck you. You, <laughs> yeah. this is competition. And you took, like, a thing in a very, like, greedy, selfish, base way. Because you knew yeah. it would just get you ahead of people that you, you know, you pretend to like or whatever. So, like, fuck that. But, like, I, I don't know. I mean, this this is a complicated issue for me because, on the one hand, I do really feel like um, you should, like, it's a trick 
for them to convince us that your individual actions uh, are any like any that you shouldn't just be living the way you would normally be living right now because they told us to fuck off and they basically told us to cut and run and they're not giving us any money or anything on the other hand i don't you know i i do think that like something like stand up especially lives in this special kind of place in the capitalist system where it's like it's skateboarding and it's not coal mining like it's it's your dream it's not like a fucking job and like i've seen so many fucking comics from the beginning of this thing through now in various ways like really subtly try to imply that this is like work like i keep hearing the word work like i saw somebody going off about this on twitter the other day and they were like you know yada 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 like I, I don't know if I can keep doing this. I have to work and yada, yada. And I was like, and they, when I work, they were referring to like doing spots and stuff, which like, if you are listening to this and you don't do stand up, you don't make any money doing spots. It's like you make b- beer tickets or 20 bucks, but it's, it's a networking thing. And it's the yeah. way you work out material until maybe you get a fucking job someday. But this person I know to have like, you know, to, they don't pay their fucking bills. <laughs> like they, yeah. this is not. This is just fake. It's fake, made up bullshit. So, like, to, if you're giving people COVID by doing something that like self fucking congratulate, not self congratulatory, yeah. but like you know, selfish or whatever. Jerking off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like I could see getting kind of mad at it because like yeah. you don't need to be. This is unnecessary, and like the idea that it's necessary is a lie but like you know if somebody if a comic just says it like it is which is that i want to go have fun because i've been inside for two years and they stopped fucking paying me to stay home you know i could see that as an argument i mean that's kind of how i feel it's not even about an argument like you we the reality is we all can do whatever you want to do and you can rationalize it for yourself however you want to rationalize it and also jake the reality is like even if the system was fucking doing anything about it, we have a real problem in America with all these fucking people who think that being asked to wear a mask is fascism and being like asked to be concerned about not giving other people a disease is fascism. You know, like, ugh, I don't know that. I just don't know. Uh, I'm in a really good mood, but I don't know that America is <laughs> Are safe, like we can save it. I am. <laughs> but it's just like. I keep having this conversation with people where um I almost don't think I think it's too late for everything. But let's not even go down that road right now. <laughs> I wanted to say uh Maddie Smith made a funny joke about um she's tweeted some I think she's very funny and she tweeted something where she was like uh I actually made more money this week doing stand up because all the bar shows canceled because of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a funny dig at, like, I guess the alt scene or whatever, because you don't get paid for these spots, and you go there, and then you spend money on drinks or, like, a cab home or whatever yeah. the fuck, so you actually end up spending money. And uh it was a funny dig at the alt scene, but it's also, like, all these people in the clubs are also getting... <laughs> like, it's not just the, the alt people being like, oh, we gotta... It's actually the fact, like... I guess we're the softies, right? All people are the ones canceling shows because we have, we're snowflakes who believe in let's protect everyone and let's not do the show. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, glad we're saving you guys money. But yeah, I thought it was funny. Well, the but. clubs are all like um, the types of people that are like angry at the governor over like the yeah. private mask mandate thing and shit. And like, 
and the crowds that go in there are the types of people that are like, you know, fuck you, don't tread on me <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Weird conservative northeastern people. So like they're just gonna give each other COVID. They love they love to get COVID, those people. Mm-hmm. That'll happen. Man, I don't know. God, I was gonna start a room. I mean I still might, but like who knows what the fuck this is gonna be like in a month. This has happened I like know. fucking ten times over at this point, and like I don't really know what to do anymore except for just sort of like hang out and then check back in in a week. Cause like, you know, when I went on tour in like the f- uh, summer, early fall or whatever, yeah. um, there was COVID was over and I booked the tour and then I went on tour and Delta was here and it was like, it's back in full swing. And then Delta just went away mm-hmm. and it just went up and down like 10 times and like nobody at any given point was on the same page, especially because of the the fucking state to state stuff. So like everybody I know is either just touring or you call someone and they're like, I haven't left my house the whole time. And it's like, no one's on, there's no fucking track for everyone to hold on to anymore. And like, I don't think it's their individual fault. And I just like, I just don't think like, I have a hard time blaming individuals about this. Cause it's like, even if, if you do everything in the beginning, if you did everything, like, you stayed inside, you wore a mask and all this stuff. Good. That's what you were supposed to do. This was a united effort. If, you do, if you're doing everything right now, it's like, I mean, it's a nice gesture, but, like, you literally aren't going to change this by yourself. It's too fucked up that it's all fractured like this, and that there's, like, political factions and stuff. You're it- totally right, but it's not about, like, you would change it for yourself. Or at least, like, in where I was coming from with my comment, it's not like, oh, you guys are... That's what I mean. I'm not blaming comedians individually for the giant problem in our society. I think it's fucking weird that such a high number of the people that I know of a single profession have gotten COVID when I know nurses... I know psychiatrists in like working hospitals. I know fucking family members who have traveled for their like, like job, not in my family, but other people's. You know what I mean? Like people who are exposing themselves, like not, they're not sitting at home while working from home doing an email job like I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it is weird <laughs> that you are getting it. I am not saying you are causing this problem in society. It is fucking weird that so many of you are getting it. <laughs> it is just like, Jake, have you got it? No. And you've been out here and you have traveled and you have toured in the last two years. I don't want to jinx you. I don't want to jinx myself, <laughs> you know, but uh we both know comics who have traveled, who have done the road, who haven't gotten it. So to me, there is a level of personal responsibility of where like dude honestly like if you don't get a sexually if you i'm not saying like if you get a sexually transmitted disease it's not about like oh you should be ashamed of it but you did fail to take care of yourself in a certain way regardless of the fact that we don't have health insurance and we don't have like you know like education that teaches you about this stuff you still period didn't use a condom right so there is a little bit to think about like next time i should probably use condoms more often right so I just don't think it's as cut as cut and dry as like no individual is responsible for anything because our system sucks. I'm gonna do a Facebook post. It's like your boy's got gonorrhea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you might want to get checked. You might want to get checked if you've been licking these balls. Yeah, do it. I think that would be funny. I mean, I don't know. I really am not trying to blame anyone, but I do think I don't know. Just shit got lax and weird. I don't know. I really don't. Uh, but that's what, what was funny is, uh, so 
two things about weird online shit. One is that I tweeted the thing, being like, I just think it's weird that so many comics have it, right? And some fucking dude that I don't know and that I don't follow <laughs> quote tweets me and he's like, oh, get over it already. COVID's not even real or Omicron's not even real. Why don't you just stop making excuses for the fact that you don't get stage time because you're not funny? <laughs> yeah, Lisa. So he's like another one of these, like, you know, cool uh, podcaster who just moved to Texas fan and uh, is way behind on the I'm not a comedian train. But what was interesting to me is this, like, real comedy brain disease, Jake, of going from somebody is talking about too many comedians are getting COVID straight to the only reason you could say that is because you are jealous that you don't get stage time and you are not as funny as the people who are out here getting COVID. That is an insane form of logic. You like, am I crazy? That is crazy. That when you read no, it, somebody being like, holy shit, a lot of comics are getting fucking COVID. Oh, you're jealous. What? Yeah, no, these guys are like completely, like. Completely insane. Completely insane. Fucking brains are just melted. I mean, the, you don't understand. I have these people at, coming at me like all day, every day. Like, I've seen. Yeah. There's a million people that have said this sort of thing to me. And it's extra funny when they say it to you because you're like not a comic, so. Because I literally could give myself stage time if that's all I wanted to do is just, like, make shows for myself to host. I can. Plenty of people have done that. Plenty of know? people do that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I am not interested in that. I, I don't like comedy fans. Have I mentioned that? Yeah. No, <laughs> I don't want any of you to talk to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, especially, like, Joker-fied comedy fans yeah. who, like, think that it is, like, something greater than it is and it, like it means something to them Jake, even the joker fied ones man look when i used to be on dating apps you know i made the fucking brookie mistake of like putting on there that i like stand-up comedy right it's like you know i thought it was a fair and honest thing to oh, put on no. there because You're gonna it get was something so I many know. guys that think they are a comedian even though they don't do comedy that's a very common thing is just people that are like yeah, I'm a bit of a buff. And it's like, what do you, what? <laughs> like, how? Exactly. But you understand what I'm saying? Like, okay. Like, I feel like if I was like, oh, I like stand up, meaning like, I watch three specials a year and I would like really love uh, Chelsea Handler, <laughs> you know, like, I probably wouldn't put stand up on my thing as one of my favorite things. So I just like felt like it would be read as like, it's probably something I'm knowledgeable about. Right. And yet, Every fucking date I went on a dude and every mess uh, with a dude or like every message I got was invariably, except for like a couple, they were nice people and then I still talked to them. 99% of them were dudes invariably being like, name your top five favorite comics. You know, like, <laughs> immediately they just want to like test your knowledge. Yeah. Or it would be like a horrible, like right out of the gate, like, did you listen to their latest Joe Rogan or I'm a big Chapo Trap House? <laughs> or like, I mean, no offense to the people that listen to those things, but no, thank you. Uh, and so like right out of the gate, they would just like offend me deeply. <laughs> you know what I mean? I would just be like, oh, this is terrible. This is like almost as bad as people who tweet at me about things that are human nature when I'm like, uh, I'm that an is anthropologist. one of the fucking worst things ever. I'm an anthropologist, and you are talking to me about what is and is not human nature, you fucking moron. Yeah. What are you talking about? And whatever. I don't want to be condescending, so I'm not going to assume this person's job and say something weird. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just don't. I like. I 
Human human know. nature people are fucking dumb as shit. They think right? that that's such a pseudo intellectual point that like it's just a cop out for for understanding fucking anything. I was when I was on tour At with all. Avery Moore, we were talking about that. She's in Texas and she's a socialist and like it, it legitimately has been for you know since before all this shit and like was talking about the bar conversation you have with old men sometimes in like red states where you just oh sit down God. and you're like. Okay, so you like unions? And they're like, hell yeah. And you're like, you hate the government? Yup. You hate uh, rich people? Yup. You know, you list off all these things and they're basically a communist. And then you're like, so why do you think everything's like this? And the answer is supposed to be because capitalism is bad. And they're yeah. like, just human nature or whatever. Because they can't, mm. like, they just can't fathom their way out of fucking. Yeah. It's a mental, like, it's a stupid fucking thing that people use to fi- fill in. Uh, parts of arguments they don't understand. I hate it. Big pet peeve. Well, I think people, um, especially in the West, like we, we don't want to admit that the underlying narrative to things like the American dream and like pull yourself up by your bootstraps and shit, like the underlying, uh, belief system is the human man is inherently bad and avaricious and violent. And that's yeah, Hobbesian. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like weird because it's like um a narrative that has been inserted into everything in American life. Like everything in American life is like, look, keeping up with the Joneses, uh, fucking Scrooge McDuck shit. Like everything is about uh you having more and having more than the next person and, and being positioned the best and having the biggest thing and having everything, right? That shit the implication is always that what you're saying that it is human nature to want everything despite and in the face of anyone else's suffering or anyone else's needs and the truth is that that is not human nature that is a a false narrative of capitalism and of feudalism and of fucking uh colonialism yeah where they like literally came at all the world with violence and hatred and were like this is normal also fyi this is totally normal right that's (laughs) the thing it's them saying this is normal because like yeah because i'm like a big kropotkin like fucking uh uh darwin was wrong like no we're actually bonobos type person Mm -hmm. but i think honestly the reality is that no one really knows like human beings are this big mystery where we're like oh part of our we're susceptible to our environment yeah and like we can go either way so sometimes we are like chimpanzees and we fight each other and sometimes we're like bonobos and we fucking hang out and fuck each other and well we don't know that bonobos wouldn't be different or that chimpanzees wouldn't be different given different Social circumstances, sure. Environmental circumstances. But the point I'm trying to make is like, yeah. like so, big question mark over humans. It's what our nature is is like seems malleable, and it seems like it's definitely not one or the other. But what's going on with like individualist thinkers and and capitalists and stuff like that is like, whenever you hear these stories about like it's kill or be killed and it's a doggy dog world and like you know big fish eats a little fish or whatever, all that stuff is stuff that it's not it's like it's tricky it's not that it's not true it's that it's only part of the story and it's selectively being told as the whole story because it's advantageous to the ruling class to mm-hmm. tell the story as this is exactly like a hundred percent of 
what your worldview should be or whatever, or how you should perceive of humanity. And that's in itself really tricky because it's a framing problem because it's not Mm -hmm. not true. I mean, people do compete with each other in certain situations, but for it to be told as like, you know, you just have to think about, I mean, the the biggest way to debunk this stuff, I think, is to think about who who it advantages when you hear like a myth like that at any given time, you know? So we never tell well, the like stories that. about how we're at, we all get along and stuff and fucking support each other because that doesn't benefit people with money, yeah. you know. So, well, I mean, I think that ultimately this <laughs> is uh, what was actually really brilliant about Squid Games. Honestly, is that most other capitalist sci-fi stuff that we've talked about, like, is really clearly great, like black and white, right? Like these are the bad people, these are the good people. This is like what you should do. This is what you shouldn't do. It's, they're really clear critiques, I guess, of capitalism and capitalist pigs, <laughs> right? But uh Squid Games, I think, confused some people because it is about this gray area, right? Yeah. In which, because of what you're pointing at, of like, people are avaricious and selfish and all this shit in our society as it currently exists. So you can't trust in a situation like Squid Games that a person will not make the the choice that is selfish and they will risk you or sacrifice you because of the circumstances that they find themselves in this in this game right but again that doesn't mean that that is natural to human behavior it's like being like oh i'm going to take this rat and place it in this fucked up maze and at one end it has cocaine and on the other end it gets electrocuted and then i'm going to see like which side it would like oh well obviously it's natural for fucking rats to like cocaine no, you put it in a crazy fucking situation that it would have never encountered in nature, made it go through like pain and suffering and fear of death. And then we're like, oh, let's see what it does. Oh, yeah. that's what natural rap behavior is. <laughs> that's yeah. crazy. I mean, that's it's, insane. It's also that these stories get told after the fact by people who already made really based selfish decisions. Yeah. So like the only way for these people to really like live and have like uh, not a crisis of you know, their conscience or whatever is to go, well, this is just like what you do. You know, this is human nature at the end of the day. I've noticed this with a lot of comic friends of mine who like, I like, but they will work like with the horrible people, you know, the fucking Mm -hmm. Nazis and the abusers and stuff like that. And like, it's weird because some people I think don't quite understand maybe that, that the people they're working with are evil, but I have friends where I'm like, you're smart enough and you know that you're doing it. And I know that your fucking explanation is, you know, this thing you hear from comics a lot of times is, hey, we're all, we're outlaws and we're criminals and, like, you gotta make a deal with the devil, you know, there's all this, like, fucking colorful language that goes along to just basically, uh, you know, to, like, sugarcoat the fact that you're, like, you're a bad person, (laughs) like, you're making destructive decisions on the backs of other people to get ahead and, like, you know, it's... But you got to make a deal with the devil someday, man. It's- I know, dude. Oh, but uh, I don't know if this is a sidetrack. I don't think it is. But you actually brought up something that was weird to me. Uh, so did you see the... Uh, I hope nobody gets offended by any of this. But um, Netflix announced that they're doing like a comedy festival, right? You saw that? Netflix is a joke. Yeah, that uh, Twitter account that unfollowed me. <laughs> well netflix yeah they're doing it's called netflix is a joke and they announced the lineup and it includes dave Chappelle, 
Okay. Yeah. And besides Dave Chappelle, it also included like a bunch of other comics. Obviously, it's a festival. And one of the people, at least that I saw on Twitter, is a trans comic, right? And this trans comic, uh, she made a a tweet where she like said that basically she's getting canceled or getting yelled at by people on the internet, by trans people and other people telling her that she's a traitor, like she shouldn't be doing this festival with Dave Chappelle, right? That it's her responsibility to like stand up and do something about it. And she tweeted something like making fun of it. And then I saw this other comic who I like very much and respect say, like respond to her being like, hey, it's never the marginalized comics responsibility to make the stand and like, sacrifice to like change things you know what i mean yeah and i've been thinking about it honestly since i saw it because i'm like i do think they are correct in saying this right like it's it is a really fucked up situation to put like let's say women and black people and trans people in a situation of like oh uh dude i personally have been in okay uh so I'm not, ooh, <laughs> uh, okay, let's just put it out there. I'm probably, I have not responded to working the Patrice O'Neill benefit next year. Uh, it's like usually in January, I think it's early February this year, and I got asked to work it again, and I have not responded. Because one of the things that happened last year is that I was, it was like my fourth year or something working on it, and we usually don't, don't. Oh, no, we do know the lineup ahead of time, but there's always like a drop-in guest, you know? And the the show is put on by Bill Burr, basically, and then like produced by some other people and whatever. And so, you know, there's usually like a famous drop-in. And this last year or the last year before the pandemic, uh, you know, uh, Rich Boss hosted. The lineup goes up as scheduled. It's a great show. It's in a theater in Manhattan. And then uh, I'm in backstage and my job is just like stupid. It's just to like get people water, <laughs> make sure people know that they're up, that kind of shit. And I just see fucking Louis C.K. walk in. And he walks in like, you know, head down and in his slumpy little coat, whatever. And he just like walks back to the other comics and some other comics are like, oh, you know, so happy to see him. They say hi to him. And I'm like, Fuck. Is he going to perform? Shit. He's going to perform. So now I'm working on this show that I already posted that I'm working at that he's going to perform at. But he ends up performing. And to be honest with you, Jake, he gets introduced and the whole theater like blew the fuck up. They were so happy to see Louis C.K. And I thought his set was fucking terrible. All he did was complain about how he's been canceled and whatever the fuck. But anyway, that's not the point. <laughs> right? Great. Point is, after the show... Usually, um, all of the comics that were on the show and the staff that works the show all take a big picture together, right? And this last year, we take this big picture together and we all get, like, we all sit down and, like, put us in order of height and whatever in chairs and standing up and whatever the fuck. And then right when the photographer is going to take the picture, one of the comics yells out, oh, hey, Louie, <laughs> come here. Don't you want to be in the picture? And then I'm, like, in the middle of the group and I'm like, fuck. Now I'm in a picture with Louie. I'm like, <laughs> do I get up and make everybody move to like not be in the picture? Like, do I care this much? And I'm like, I don't think I do. Like, I'm never going to share this picture. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. And by that point, picture's been taken. <laughs> like, what are we doing? What is someone going to be like, gotcha? You're in a picture with Louis C.K.? Is that what you I mean, I don't know. Isn't everybody doing that to everybody who's in a picture with Jelaine Maxwell? I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> <Kind of. laughs> So, yeah, maybe. <laughs> you never know. And it's like, I didn't choose this person to be here. But anyway, yeah, I don't feel bad about it. But all this to say, like, 
I understand that feeling of like, is this my responsibility right now? Does it actually make a difference if I make a stupid big stand or am I just making it about myself and just making things more difficult for everyone around me? I understand that. I understand that feeling. And I also understand that it's not fair to like, uh, not that it's not fair. Sorry. I don't think it is effective to just be like, oh, well, any black person or any trans person who's offended, you know, any person who's different from a cis white person if you're offended or you don't want to work around this person, then you should evacuate these spaces. And usually they're the spaces that are the dominant gatekeepers for your industry. Yeah. So it's like, you're just supposed to abandon these spaces to white men and to the white women who, and others who play along with the patriarchal game. Right. And you're supposed to go carve your own whole thing totally from scratch and compete at the level of people who are playing the game with like people who have been doing this shit in this industry for decades. It's not fair, I guess. It just doesn't make sense to put it on them. Right. But also I do think, so this goes back to the like systemic versus personal responsibility. Right. I don't think it's on any individual woman or trans comic to fix comedy, quote unquote, and like lose jobs and lose money and take stands and basically hurt themselves for any stance. But as comics whose art is words, hell yes, your comedy, especially in those spaces, needs to be fucking contrarian to what you're hearing in those spaces. Right. It needs it needs to be you speaking against these people. It needs to be you making tweets and public jokes and public comments and not towing the line with the cis white 50 year old male comics who think you're supposed to be like this. Right. I'm of two minds about this. I think there's two okay. things you can do. Right. One is you can uh, stop being so pretentious about this being a career and be a fucking artist and go make your own fucking thing. And then when people ask you about comedy someday and they go, who's a good comic? Or, you know, you meet somebody on Tinder or whatever and they start talking about how their favorite comics are these famous people. You go, Fuck you. You don't know dick about comedy. Comedy is this other thing that happens in, in cool underground spaces that you don't know about. And, like, that's how we build a better world here where, like, f fuck the big comedy festival where everyone's getting paid. I'm making punk rock. I, I work in yeah. CBGBs or whatever. However, um, you know, that's... So, you know, obviously that's like a huge long path and it, no one's going to get paid and all this other stuff, right? The other thing I think, the other thing I think you can do is like, you know, a lot of people who did Skankfest asked me, like, should I do Skank? Like, do you, do you think I should not do Skankfest? Is it a huge fuck you to you if I do Skankfest? Yeah. And like, you know, I told people what I thought, like, on, like, personally, like, if you're really asking me, like, don't do Skankfest, but like, you know, if you're going to do it, like, I understand everyone has to work, and it's, for some people, it was a thing that they, like, didn't get a lot of festivals, they didn't get a lot of work or whatever, and my thing about it was, like, you know, you should fucking go do it, but within Skankfest, you should be able to, like, contradict what these people are saying that is wrong yeah. inside of it, and also... Like, be the edgelord you claim to be. Yeah, and also yeah. come away and don't do the fucking thing where you write a big post and you're like, they're not it racist, and they're yeah. not misogynist, yeah. and they didn't mm -hmm. abuse that one person, and yada yada. Because mm -hmm. that motherfucker spit in my fucking eyes. So, like, if you yeah. want to be, like, cool about this, you do their fucking show, and then you don't let yourself be compromised like that. But the problem is, you know, this 
I mean, this does suck because if you're talking about like queer and fucking black and trans people doing these festivals with people like Chappelle and then having this extra onus put on them to like have more integrity than everybody else, it sucks because yeah. some fucking shitty white dude next to you is just having a good time and yet you totally. have to and be nobody's like, expecting shit from him. Yeah. Yeah. And you, in order yeah. to do this and not look like a piece of shit to like, honestly, most people, most people will still be nice to you. I'm me and you yeah. are the only people that are like, this we'll sucks. still be nice to you, <laughs> but we'll be like, that sucks. Well, you did a thing that sucks, like you're wrong, yeah. but like, there's very little incentive to do the right thing. Most people won't fucking, most people, you could, those people will not get, won't call you out for it, it won't matter, but like, if you do that, I mean, you're a bad artist, like you suck at art if you, if you care, if you're so short-sighted that you care about getting on Skankfest or getting on fucking some Netflix festival, and to the extent that you just buy into the whole Scientology death cult of it all and are like, I'm so thankful these people booked me. I'm going to protect the fact that they hurt people and stuff. Cause now I'm addicted to the, the rush I got off of getting booked one, one or two times or whatever. Do the fucking festival and just remain a person with a spine, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that's been like the most difficult thing for me. Or not difficult. Is that that's not what I should say? But I guess maybe like most revealing thing for me, and it shouldn't even have been surprising. But to really accept the fact that um, comics who I do think are contrarians by nature, because I think that humor is often found in finding exactly this line between what is okay and not okay to say. So I, I do think that it's like natural, or like oh, that's a bad word, right? Normal. <laughs> they or uh, it makes nature. sense that you run into times of conflict where your words hurt people or create a conflict that you otherwise didn't intend because you're often exploring that area right so i do think that you are by nature contrarians i think your art is by nature uh are an art of critique of observation <coughs> and critique and yet <coughs> um it turns out that the human nature need to belong to a larger group and to be accepted and to have approval from the big alphas. <laughs> uh, it all fucking matters to all of us, regardless of like how contrarian our art and our worldview is, I guess. Because surprisingly, comics, even the ones that are out here being like, I'm the most edgelordiest of the, of all of them. <laughs> and they like speak against the government and fucking everyone. They won't speak against the comics, the biggest comics in their network. They won't make fun of a bad special. They'll fucking plug a special they know for a fact is not funny. So they do compromise their uh, so-called truth-teller gaze often in favor of preserving a network that benefits them in other ways. And and everyone else does that. All people do that. You know what I mean? So, I guess it's just human nature <laughs> to Ugh. end it there. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's kind of reminds know. me of no, something. Please. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Like, <laughs> every once in a while, you do see somebody who's, like, super DIY, and they're like, yeah. fuck that, I don't do festivals, I don't do anything or whatever. Yeah. You know, kind of like me. And, like... Like Rodney? You know Rodney? Yeah, I know Rodney, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like... 
okay, but did anyone, anyone ever ask you to do a festival? And the answer is no. And it's like, no. well, yeah. So it was easier for you to come upon all these like morals and stuff like that because yeah. you never got invited in. So you never ever attempted to like to fold like all the other people. But like, I also I don't know, I know a couple of comics who were like that for so long that they then became kind of successful. And yeah. then they got invited on to like do mainstream shows and they had to frame it as like, I'm finally selling out or whatever. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like this yeah. huge like bit or whatever. And it's like, this is what you wanted the whole time, right? <laughs> you, you wanted to do a Comedy Central show or whatever, you know? Uh, I would actually tell you that what's funny is that I think very often um, there's a grass is always greener type of thing happening in a comedy where um, I guess like the dominant idea is that what you all want supposedly is uh, half hours and fucking Comedy Central specials and HBO specials and fucking <clears throat> late night spots and blah 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 and yet a lot of the comics that get those things I think are often with like the openers and middles that they choose and like the places they hang out they're often trying to like find or relive the times when they were like the townies hanging out in the fun comedy scene. Oh, you know absolutely. What I mean? Yeah, like they miss that, dude. And the ones who have like made their own thing and are ruling their own little roost and really having a great time every week with their show and like all that stuff. They still think like, oh, it's fucked up that I'd never like got a half hour into this thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But the ones who did get the half hour and all that shit, they're like, ah, I really wish that I could like hang out again with just like comics and shoot the shit and it would be fun and I wouldn't be miserable. <laughs> man, I mean, I think about that all the time and like, yeah, there, no, this sucks. Like nothing will ever be as fun as it was to be like 23 and doing like, open mics with your friends and then like someone got a feature set and you were like oh my god how'd you get that and like you know working your <laughs> we're way we're all up. gonna hang out at the club now <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and like working your way up through this thing that like now as a person you have like un un unknowable knowledge like you have this you c literally can't go back it sucks. It's like high school or something yeah yeah <laughs> so like whenever I see young comics Especially, like, when they first come to New York or something like that. I'm just like, oh, man. Oh, you're going to have so much fun, and then it's going to get really bad. But, like, the I'm so jealous of the naive, like, fun part or whatever. Because, like, comedy more and more and more, the longer you do it, becomes a job. If you're, you know, it's going well. Even, But if not, it becomes this thing that people treat like a job, even though it doesn't make any fucking money. But, like, the soul just comes off of it more and more and more and more and like now i like it but like it's only fleetingly like ever kind of trying to recapture that that i mean it's just it's like the fucking outsiders or something man i mean it's stay gold you know the gold thing goes away and then you're just rumbling and killing each other and like you're so right dude the fucking thing that crushed me was the business emails in my pleasure email inbox <laughs> uh, <laughs> like in my normal per personal inbox i just had years of just like 
hey, I uh, would love it if you put uh, circling back on blah, blah, blah. Ooh, I'm going to be there in January. And you're just like, ah, fucking kill me now. How did this? I just showed up there to get drunk and like talk to fucking dirtbags. And now all of a sudden I got to answer fucking emails from people who have circled back three times. What the fuck? <laughs> Honestly, like it really reminds me of the end of uh, Blood In, Blood Out with that like mural of them looking back on when they were younger. There's so many like coming of age stories that kind of yeah. do this this device or whatever where you follow the people like becoming adults and getting corrupted and stuff and you're like oh but everything was pure when we were just (laughs) drinking four loco on the sidewalk and shit it sucks man god all my i was friends with so many people now who are just like horrible and like we all (laughs) fucking hate each other and shit and like but you know you know what i would say um i think it's okay to or like good to think about Life takes people in different paths and it's, you know, it sucks that some of them went that way, but it's cool that you didn't, <laughs> you know, and some of them became Miklo, you know, it sucks. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, so that's my point. It's like, it is much harder than people think to break away from the comfort of a network. All right. And therefore it is like, it is courageous or different or important anytime a person doesn't go along with just shit just because that's how it's being done and so like yeah it sucks that you knew some people that were friends a long time ago and that you had things in common with and then now you they are lost to you as friends but there is value in the fact of you growing through and away from people that would go down that path and experiencing the value of losing a friendship you should not keep because too many people keep friendships they should not keep and and that are toxic and hurt them and fucking encourage bad shit in their life. So ultimately, like, if they suck, it's good that they're not in your life anymore. Fuck those people. I know. I'm just like, I don't know. I don't give myself too much credit for even, like, having arrived here, though. Like, I do think that I have, like, ethics and stuff like that. But it's a little bit thinking about a lot. Is that, like... I do, too. I think you have ethics. <laughs> so that, I mean, this is maybe my ethics like led me to where this happened, but like, <clears throat> like 2016, 2017, I, you know, I'd moved to New York and been here for a few years and tried it out and, you know, it was fine or whatever, but I made this subtle shift in my life where I was like, all right, getting older, gonna stop like grinding and just sort of like, yeah, I'll have comedy as this thing I do. But like, you know, I started focusing on other stuff in my life and like. I had a career, wasn't too bad, you know, I was getting pretty good at the bar game, and I was thinking, ah, maybe I'll go to business someday, and, like, had a really good relationship, and, like, had a living situation that wasn't too bad and stuff, and, like, the reason that I think I split off from a lot of other comedians is because I was, like, pretty happy as a human, which is not something that comedians are, and, uh, and while a lot of my friends were, like, still just pursuing this corruptible fucking thing in comedy... And then things got so, like, the conflict between me and other comedians got so crazy because I was, like, a human and they weren't. Yeah. That it destroyed my life and it fucking took away the thing that made me less of a, like, more of a person. And I lost all the relationship and the fucking, you know, I mean, I have a better job now as a podcaster or whatever. But I just live, I feel like I'm in this crazy, like, second act of my life where I'm, like you know, 
like we were talking about divorced energy a while back. Like I feel yeah. very divorced. I also feel very much like um. I don't know. At some point, I'll try to make you watch this show. I always talk about it, but Cowboy Bebop was back because they re- just remade it, and like it's a really yeah, great show. I saw it got canceled immediately. Yeah, because it was bad. But like the original <laughs> one is really good yeah. because everyone in it has like a everyone in it is living like this weird second act of their lives, and like Ooh. so it's all these cool people kind of like sulking around in like jazz clubs and stuff while a saxophone plays, and they're drinking a glass yeah. of whiskey, and they're thinking about like this jilted ex-lover they have or whatever or like one character is very relatable because she's uh got like an insurmountable amount of debt and so these debt cops are always after her Ooh, that's like that. me, yeah yeah you know it's everyone it's why it's <laughs> yeah. a great fucking yeah. millennial show is that everyone can relate to this character Faye yeah. valentine or whatever don't call me a millennial god damn it you're zenial. i know by some definitions i am anyway go on i mean should i call you the other direction what do you mean uh, no no uh unfortunately i could also be called a geriatric millennial <laughs> is one of the terms have you heard that i know it's mm-hmm. such an insulting term extremely rude it's like god you couldn't just call me a young gen x that that would have been nicer (laughs) what the fuck yeah anyway go on uh i don't know man i'm just kind of riffing here i don't really know where i'm going with this but i just feel very much like i'm in this like uh for better or worse just like weird second part i feel like my youth is kind of gone which is fine it's fine it's fine. Listen, I uh, famously enjoy aging. <laughs> I, uh, dude, I don't know. Like, I have only gotten more solid and better and more self-aware and better, kinder towards others as I've gotten older, despite what you might think by my tweets. <laughs> In person, I'm pretty nice. Um, I... I don't feel old in this way. Like, you know, I actually have the problem that, like, I see women that are, like, 33 and 35, and they're, like, tweeting about, like, getting Botox and the fucking, what do they call it, the biological clock and, like, how they're freaking out. And I'm like, girl, you don't even know how happy you will be (laughs) in, like, five to seven years if you just fucking let go of all of this expectation of what you're supposed to be and actually, like, uh, live your life for yourself and for, and I don't mean that in a selfish way because living your life for yourself can also be being kind and present to the people that you love in your life. You know what I mean? Like there are, including all this network stuff. But actually, that reminds me what I was going to go back to is, you know, you were saying this thing about the, the people that you were friends with and, um, how they made these choices. They were like, you were a person and they're like not being a person. And I want to go back to that just because, like, I think it is useful to be specific about what it means or, like, what the choices were there. A, because I think it, uh, I was going to say humanizes you, but I don't think you need to be humanized. But it, like, explains what people like you and I, like, the black sheep people are going through. But also, I think there needs to be clarity around what the people who betray us <laughs> are doing. Okay, so let me let me go let me back up. You know, when you say we are being a person, because I'm putting myself in the same category as you, um, we are being a person in this honestly, Jake, very new and different way that people are not used to because ultimately our modern society sees uh being um focused on your self-realization as immature. 
right? And it's like a lack of growing up and an unwillingness to be part of the system and to fucking contribute in the way that everybody before you contributed so that you could live, right? And um, they like, it's tough. I've been trying to understand the fact that like the people who are not like us, even if they were like rebels in their youth, they eventually, as they age, start to lean towards the side of like preserving the network, the safety of the network and the belonging part of things is more important than anything else, including my ethics, my self-realization, my morals, my expectations of the world and other people. And you and I are people who are like, absolutely, this network is not worth shit to me if you don't respect my ethics and my values and, my, you know, like all this stuff. Yeah. But we are in the minority. So actually, they are the ones being people. <laughs> we are the ones being psychos that are being hyper individuals in this sense. Well, that's right? what's so fucked up is that it's yeah. normal to be a child in the way yeah. things are set up. Like, it's normal to be like, well, I mean, you know, I guess child and adult are just like labels you can put on a way of being or whatever. But to me, yeah. I mean, I look at like the way that people that are in their fucking thirties and are just like driven insane with comedy and think comedy is like a belief system act. And I'm like, you are boys. Like you are yeah. little fucking teenage boys and I'm a oh. man. And like, that's why you're acting like the way you're acting or whatever. You know, but I guess that is subjective. I mean, on some level, those are like the president of the United States or whatever. Whoever embodies American values enough would look at all this and go, no, those are men. Men are people that open yeah. mic all night or whatever and like, you know, pursue a dream forever, even though it doesn't fucking pay anything and like literally make excuses to throw everyone they know under the bus and into the incinerator to pursue like a totally. fucking insane dream. That's the American dream. So I guess by so American guess standards, they're men you know yeah no so i think i guess this is me trying to humanize them yes which is they don't deserve it because they're selling us out <laughs> but i almost like i feel like i have to like have some compassion for the fact that it is difficult you know like you know i think about about like let's say like gay people who never came out of the closet or trans people never came out or um there are even people who like pass as white and don't acknowledge everything that they came from and all this stuff. You know, there's like a lot of ways in which we are told not to live in our real self, I guess. And that like the, the real source of value is in community and in finding a group. And I do think that that is true, but I just think like, um, I don't know. We have to figure out the balance between how do we grow networks and be part of networks while still valuing individual, I guess, self-realization. And I don't think either side of our extremes has it right yet. I just, I don't know. I don't even know if this connects to what I'm saying. Well, it kind of connects back to the COVID thing. Yeah. We're talking about this, guess, yeah. like, network versus individual yeah. Action thing that we always come back to. Can never it's really. The rhizome, baby. <laughs> yeah. And it is the whole point. It can't be one without the other. You know what I mean? Because if, you know what? If it was like all system, then that's fascism. 
like if we just expect the whole, the system to impose on us rules for behavior and standards for everything so that we are all safe, that is fascism. And if we go all the way to like, oh, it's whatever individuals want, then that's just fucking chaos. <laughs> and then like nothing is going to happen. But if we find a balance between, I don't know, like, <laughs> shut up, Lucy. Like inviting like, uh, or creating space and shit for like self-realization while making a concern for your community part of your self-realization. You get me? Like, does it, like, I don't think that they contradict each other. I think that if we taught Americans, for example, that caring about yourself also includes making sure that your network is healthy and that the society around you isn't healthy because then that means you exist in a healthy world, then it wouldn't be so bad to exist in a society of individuals. But where we are right now is this, it's the idea of individualism underwritten by the idea that all humans are bad and avaricious and murderers. So that doesn't work. I'm trying to say it could be the idea of individualism underwritten by the individual is only as strong as the whole that it is a part of and vice versa. And therefore it could be good in communist. <laughs> I don't know. I will write my manifesto eventually. You'll see I'm raging. <laughs> I don't think all the hyper collective end of this is, or the hyper systemic end or whatever is yeah. fascism. I think it's like, um, well, it's collectivism, well, but it's like, it depends how that's, it depends why we're in a collective space. Is it being a, but look at our, imposed our from right above now. or is it just happening? Because if it's just happening, it's good. If it's being imposed from above, it's bad. Exactly. But the, what we're saying, so if you only look at things as like caused by a system and therefore the system needs to be fixed and you don't account for the agency of individuals, then you are necessarily heading towards uh, fascism because you're saying somehow the best for everyone will be decided and then imposed on people who don't necessarily want to do those things. That is fascism. So it can't just be purely like we're going to impose the system on others. It does have to be we need to account for our new system or our new system needs to account for agency and for the like buy-in from people. It's a pro- like a process to get there that would be the difference because like i'm not arguing like oh, right. just, i don't think any of this would be like magically but the, the process is what makes things like more like t- to where there isn't this uh, uh like contradiction between the system itself and or what the system says and what individual people want because like so i've been thinking about this uh thing we, we were talking about earlier where um people like when they think that every when people think that we live in the hobbesian world where like we're supposed to be fighting each other and stuff and like where everything's supposed to be kind of horrible then when they're cynical like that what yeah. they're doing is like they're explaining the world as it is because people do get killed and people do get thrown under the bus and people are yeah. you know completely fucked over so often that they're and because they're living in fucking capitalist realism like in in a picture they can't see the edges of the frame of they're like well there just needs to be an explanation for this so that's the explanation is that it's just human nature we've come really far we have flying cars and all this stuff and yet we still kill Mm -hmm. each other must be that it's in our nature to kill each other but 
if you were to come along and sort of explain this thing that you're not supposed to be able to see inside of the system of capitalism, which is that the, hey, no, the, the fact that people are dying is actually like, uh, unnecessary. Like we actually have all the resources that we need to live a better life. Um, the reason that things are fucked up is because there's like a, there's people, like individual people in this equation of, you know, distribution of goods that we all exist in that are like, hoarding and being selfish and systemically reinforcing this bad system then you have i mean the idea is that enough people realize that and they go oh fuck that let's fucking overthrow that and change that and once you have that the utopian idea of communism right is that like we do have kind of a collective bug mind after that but it's not like imposed upon from the top down it's like uh, but that's what I mean about we need buy-in, though, right? That it's like you are assuming that there this like majority uh, consensus of like this is fucked up. We should all want this opposite thing will happen. But what I'm trying to say is that right now the majority consensus would go into like look at what happened when the pandemic first started, and there was just like a shortage all over the country of fucking toilet paper, and it was literally just because all these motherfuckers bought like dozens of fucking packages of toilet paper to store in their fucking houses <laughs> and so then like people who just need like four rolls for the week <laughs> are just fucked right that that reaction all it does is reinforce to everyone that like if something goes down everybody's just gonna be selfish and only care about themselves and do all this thing so right now that very recent reaction shows us that the consensus is I better go and fucking get myself all the supplies because and like more than I will need <laughs> because nobody else will care and everybody else is going to be avaricious and they're also going to push me and punch me to get the fucking toilet paper, right? We need to get to a point first where pe a majority of people are have the buy-in that we believe that if we had enough we would share <laughs> you know that if we had enough we would distribute equally then nobody would take the power onto themselves but because our history and especially this country's history that's just not what the majority consensus is they don't trust that that's what will happen Jane. right no but I, I agree i just think that the way yeah. to do that is to to uh, force them to share <laughs> no 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 it's it's to somehow solve the problem of like you think that the reason there was no toilet paper is because people are too greedy. But mm -hmm. what if we could see that the actual reason is that there's plenty enough trees on planet Earth and refineries and et cetera to make more than enough toilet paper for everyone? Nobody needs not 30 fucking packs of toilet paper in their house, Jake. The <laughs> shortage happened because people freaked out and were like, uh, like literally the idea. Listen, I just had this argument with my mother. This bitch has fucking like she went to costco and she bought like these like 60 packs of toilet paper not, right now not in like oh my god we're hoarding like literally she's just like well because it's cheaper right because if you buy the the six mega pack in new york city right now so a six pack of toilet paper of the good kind in new york city right now costs about 12 dollars okay pretty expensive right so my mom is like i can get for 20 dollars 36 rolls or whatever the fuck. So then she's like, so I have them. But she lives in a tiny one-bedroom apartment, Jake. So now this fucking package of toilet paper is a centerpiece in her tiny apartment <laughs> because she has nowhere to fucking put it. And I'm like, you're just going to live your life with this fucking thing? And she's like, yeah, because, you know, you never know. And it's cheaper and whatever the fuck. And throughout this whole country, 
people have the same mentality times a hundred because they have like a big house with two garages and fucking an extra uh freezer in the fucking garage and like all this shit. So they just like hoard more than they will need in a week or in a month or in two months. That is not something to be blamed on like the system or on fucking logistics or on supply chains. Uh, but, that is insane that anybody thinks that they need fucking 36 packs of toilet paper at any single time. Right, but like there's products always have a amount of scarcity that's related to the not market. Toilet paper. Not before the pandemic there was never a scarcity of let, toilet paper. Let me ask you a question. Do you did this happen in like Cuba? The toilet paper no, thing? What, what do you mean? No, I don't think so. Why do you think that is? Oh, because they it gets provided by the government, probably. That's what I'm saying. No, I understand that, but we're not talking about Cuba. We live here, so what I'm talking about is no. But I'm talking is, about no, no, no. So what I, <laughs> that's no, not no, no, a no, way no, out wait, of this argument. On. No, it is a way out. No, 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 it no. is a way out because what? I, no, hold on, listen to me because what I'm talking about is the fact that people's because of the way we exist here, everybody's mentality was, oh my god, I better go hoard. Right? right, but your mentality is shaped by the fucking system. I understand that, but the way that you change the mentality is not to be like, well, now we're going to fucking force you all to be communists. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not saying that. that I understand that, but it doesn't... So, uh, I, I understand what you're saying, but what I'm telling you is uh, the fact that people's mentality is this under the system is after hundreds of years of being told and being dominated and being controlled. So we have yet a to gain the majority consensus of like it can be different and we can trust humanity to care for each other. And B, we have yet to even implement anything to then get a hundred years under our belt to get them to believe. Right. So what I'm saying is we first we have to get a first. <laughs> we have to get because the problem with capitalism that we don't want to admit and colonialism is it did convince people that they could advance, that they could move up into the ruling class. And it was part of the reason that a lot of people chose to climb up the ladder instead of fighting back, right? Because they were sold a good, a bill of goods that worked for them. And they were like, yeah, I will, that sounds good. We haven't, fig we haven't gotten through the fucking propaganda of capitalism yet enough but we're getting there i think like the fact that biden sucks so much is really helping us <laughs> yeah well, because it sucks that we're like oh we're gonna pay all the student loans and all this shit and you're gonna give 700 what is it 700 billion dollars to the pentagon for we're not even in a war right now right well i mean we're just yeah we're just, just dumb we're saying the same thing I'm, that's what i'm saying i know, we are. That's I know we are is because i was never arguing with you i was getting it like let's dissect it further because I think uh getting into the detail of it matters, you know, like uh just saying to people like, oh, this is stupid or this is like uh trad or backwards or whatever, or I'm being a person and you're being shitty. It's like, no, you're being a person also. It's just that you're falling for a lot of shit that you haven't critically thought about. I don't know. I'm trying to think of this thing of like, I don't want to be the uh reason that nobody wants to come over to the left. <laughs> like, I feel like, yeah, I'm direct and I don't really care about people's feelings very often, but I don't want to be that anymore. So I'm trying more often to be like, <laughs> think about what affects them. 
Well, but we always switch be sides, though. Because I'm being a bridge. I know. I was being a bridge when I was like, Hassan's house is like not a big deal, and you were I know. not. Did you see? <laughs> I know. I know. Did you see that he fucking yeah, yelled he gets... at somebody for being into fucking? Uh... No, he got he got banned for using the word cracker because Twitch oh is Twitch is like really it's got really weird uh, because it's a gamer platform and little dorky guys are always calling each other whatever. It has really specific rules for what you can and can't call someone. So, like, when oh, I started shit. doing Twitch, the rules that you get are, hey, you can't, like, one thing you can't do, I guess, is call someone a virgin because they're all <laughs> virgins on that fucking platform. And, like, that's a huge insult in that community. So uh, they probably so got sued or something at one point. Mm-hmm. And so they have all these laws about, like, you can't say this or this or this in a pejorative way in your stream. And what yeah. happened is that one of his producers, someone had flagged them because he said the word cracker, like in like a joke. <laughs> and then so and then it happened to another producer. And oh, then which is also like, that's not a slur. Dude. It's not Relax. at all. So yeah. then in solidarity, I guess what happened yeah. is Hassan started talking about it. He started saying cracker on the stream yeah. and they just straight up took him down. And he was the number one Twitch streamer making like Whoa. hundreds of thousand dollars a month or whatever. So uh, so interesting. I didn't know about that. I, I brought it up because... Uh, I guess sometime this week, uh, somebody sent me like, you know, like a little video clip of his stream and it was like basically him getting mad at somebody who was commenting in the, in the chat room of the stream. Yeah. And the person who was commenting was like being like, Hey, why aren't you talking about Julian Assange? Like, oh, I saw you know, that. Yeah. Yeah. You saw that. And he was like, you're being like, <clears throat> you're being a leftist and you, or you call yourself leftist. You're not talking about the Assange shit. And Hassan went off on this thing where he was just like, this isn't fucking, what's his name? The comedian asshole? Jimmy mm, Dore. Yeah, Jimmy Dore, the one that, dude, yeah, you get it. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, this isn't the Jimmy Dore show. Like, uh, we welcome a lot of different people here. I don't have to get into the Julian Assange. <laughs> and somebody says it to me being like, Luisa was right all along. He's a fucking traitor. <laughs> thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much. I actually don't know anything about this guy. I don't follow him. I've never watched his stream. I literally only had an opinion about other people's opinion about his house. <laughs> that was all. Wait. So you agree? Stepping away. You agree <laughs> that he's bad because he's not talking about Assange on his show? Well, no, no. I don't think he, I don't agree that he's bad, but I do think it is, I do think it is funny for you to take the stance of going against somebody who's asking you to talk about something that I do think should be relative to you as a leftist speaker in the public realm. No? Well, his specific response was that there are a lot of people who, in that like gray zone world who are yeah. just fascists who are obsessed with Assange because they're like free, they're, they're mm-hmm. free speech people, but they're not from a left perspective or whatever. Right. And he was calling the person who was criticizing him annoying and one of those people and was right. like, I'm not inviting that. But isn't that all your people. fans? <laughs> like, isn't that all of them? Like, I looked at the rest of the chat room and it was just people yelling out like talk about this and talk about that so why did you single out the assange thing well i mean i don't know and i don't watch any of this shit but i'm assuming i mean one thing that's really stupid about left like internet shit right now is that it's just like split into these weird factions that most of them are beefing with each other for like no reason however i would posit that like I think I kind of agree with him about his point about the Jimmy Dore world and like the people that are like off in the Glenn Greenwald universe who are like, you know, using these like issues to try to claim like, oh, no, we're part of the left when they're mostly going on Tucker Carlson and promoting like 
white supremacy and shit like that. So I could, I mean, that's a weird one. I don't know. People, people yeah, have, I, like, have, I again have no opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I have no opinion on anything Hassan, whatever his name is, says. I, I, I don't know. I don't watch the show. I'm out of my depth talking. Yeah, about exactly. It, like, I'm like, I don't, I cannot reiterate enough that nothing I have ever said about the man relates to the things he has or has not said. <laughs> Everything I have ever commented upon was, other people's reaction to the fact that he bought a big fancy house. That's it. That's it. We're not I am making it. fun of you guys who had an opinion about his house. Okay. Hassan, if you're listening to this ever, I don't even know you, man. Fit on you. Do what you do. <laughs> I just thought it was really funny that some other dude was like, yeah, I fucking agree with this thing. <laughs> At least I was right. And I was like, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. All right, we should get out of here. Um, plugs? No. Is <laughs> it COVID? Oh, no plugs. Get a test. Get a COVID test. Um, I mean, enjoy your holidays, dude. Um, you know the masking thing. Uh, I guess I will end it on this, Jake. This will be my plug. Uh, masking is really not about fixing the environment or fixing the whole world or anything. It is about you personally not getting COVID and not spreading your germs if you can so it's literally that it's not the whole world's responsibility is on you it's like if you wear a mask you are less likely to inhale other people's germs and you're less likely to give your germs to other people period something you like should be for regardless of what the situation is with our greater socioeconomic system that's my plug for the day wear your mask why not it's fine uh email us we're gonna do the patreon episode next you know the, you know the thing why you mad pot at gmail.com yeah okay what are you gonna plug um vaccines we're allowed to go outside <laughs> i have a show in brooklyn in january on the 18th at the gutter at nine o'clock for my birthday Woo, i'll be there if it's happening if covid doesn't kill us all in the month i'm gonna be there even if there's no show just standing outside of the <laughs> gutter like yeah it's a good, actually, it's a good street to have an outdoor party in because it's not like a main street. Maybe we'll do that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. So if we have to cancel the show, we can still do, or if you have to cancel the show, we can still do hangouts in front of the gutter. <laughs> Same goes for my, um, Eve 6 tour in six months or whatever. Also, I'm doing a show at Young Ethel's on the 29th. Uh, oh, I did this out of order. The, uh, you know what? I'm doing a set at the Tiny Cupboard on Christmas Eve. <laughs> I just picked it up because why the fuck not? I don't know. All this stuff tentative to change. I don't know. Um, that's it. My plug is bye. get boosted. Ooh, bye. Bye.